Welcome to Tune Time, everybody. Hello. Today we're talking about Recess. Yes. Classic. So we we watched Recess on the Family Channel mainly, but it was on like the Disney Channel mm-hmm. if you're if you're an American. <laughs> and it was cool because it played without commercials, right? Remember everything on the Family uh, Channel? There's yeah. always no commercials. But everything it was it was almost it was weird because if you watch something on YTV, you're getting a 30 minute show. Mm-hmm. You watch something on the Family Channel, you're getting a 22 minute show. And then you get like six minutes of commercials in between shows to compensate. Yeah, but it's just like I prefer it that way, though. Yeah, same exactly. I think it's better to have well because a lot of the shows and like Recess is a good example. Instead of being a 30-minute episode with breaks in it, they had multiple shorter episodes. Well, a lot of the uh, yeah, they had like ca- cartoons did this to deal yeah. with the cartoons. You know, it would be a, a simple situation and they'd solve it before the cartoon break. And mm-hmm. then you come back and it would be like another mini episode within the episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, for Recess, they had basically like two 10-minute episodes per show. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. But I'm feeling like today's going to be a quicker episode just because these were mm-hmm. very simple situations, you know, and they, they solved them quite quite simply and quickly. But Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we decided instead of doing like four 10-minute episodes just to each kind of pick two 10-minute episodes, sort of go into detail on those and then... Yeah, one each. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe, maybe we can revisit Recess because I think there's a lot of great episodes that I remember that we didn't cover today and oh my it's God. a good show. Yeah. And I would just... Uh, I really loved Recess. That's one of my top shows now yeah. that I'm looking back and mm-hmm. watched these episodes and I was so super into it. Yeah. It was like when I watched Ivana the Yukon a few weeks back. That was another one. Ah, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, but unlike Yvonne of the Yukon, I would say that this one like still holds up today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no. it, yeah. It's a little more socially acceptable. Although yeah. I think uh, the things that aren't socially acceptable kind of have their place as a relic of the past. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but like those things are like super minimal compared to like, you know, the sort of representation of like Japanese people in Yvonne of the Yukon, for example. Yeah, well, I mean, we did pick like a, an episode but with some pretty uh, intense stereotypes in it, but there yeah. were other episodes, you know, there wasn't, it wasn't always like that, although yeah. it was pretty ridiculous. Anyway. But still. Coming back to recess, uh, just like quick little overview. Um, so it's an animated series created by Paul Germain and Joe Ansola Beher. Oh my god, very sorry. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice anyways, one. they were always credited as Paul and Joe. Uh, it was produced with Walt Disney Television Animation. And basically the series focused on six elementary students and their interactions with each other and their teachers. Um, Basically, like the main component of each day is sort of like what goes down at recess as per the title. So it's just kind of the the ways in which they navigate life. There was like six seasons, 127 episodes and four movies to come on the show. I got a good little binge watch ahead of me. (laughs) 
Yeah. And but the thing is, you're saying it's like they look into what goes on at recess. These kids got up to some pretty intense shit at recess. Yeah. Oh my I'm like, god. Like, how long is your recess? What are you doing during the really? day? What do you learn? It seems at like school? they're in class for 20 minutes and then they're at recess yeah. for five and a half hours. Actually, I will say, speaking of like, what do you learn at school? I did notice in, uh, I think it was the in Gus's episode that we're gonna talk about a little bit later. But the teacher, Ms. Gretke, who's like so cool mm. i wish she was my teacher but anyways she was like reading the beowulf so i guess they're oh learning God. some pretty intense stuff because <laughs> they're yeah. supposed to be what in like the fourth grade and she's like beowulf ripped the limbs off his enemy <laughs> I was like, what? you know you know just seeing her i couldn't remember her name miss gretke 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 yeah she was cool she was kind of just like this like hippie like just really wise teacher just teaching the truths you know not not letting the man get her down anyway mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what they were learning i guess i guess they deserved a recess after reading beowulf in the fourth grade god yeah <laughs> uh, anyway it's pretty violent yeah. oh man so who wants to get started with their episode first you go for it okay so uh i did the episode first name ashley so this episode, episode, yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, so basically, this episode starts with Randall Weems, who is so gross. Ugh, cringe. He's like future neckbeard for sure. The best way to describe him is he's like a little weasel. Yeah, he, lo know? he he's looks just like a, a little weasel. weasel. He he's, looks like a weasel. He's a snitch. Yeah. So yeah, he's basically Miss um, Finster's little spy. So basically he tries, he's got like, the episode starts with him with his little recorder and he's um, trying to go around to the different students to, to record them like plotting schemes, but everyone sees him and they're like, okay, shut up. Randall's here basically. So no one says anything. So he doesn't manage to catch anybody doing anything. And then he starts to try to record Ashley. Oh, whoops. I just came. <laughs> Anyways, he's sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he starts to try and record Spinelli Ooh. and um, she catches him and she grabs the, the recorder from him and she stomps on it and she's like, get out of here, Randall, or like I'll like give you a knuckle sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she, she like, OK, kind of I just want to say I think that I like to imagine that Spinelli grew up to be like Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, 100 percent. Like in her leather jacket and boots. I was like, mm. Yeah, that's her. That's where she's going in life, and I like uh, it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Anyway. She became a badass cop. Yeah. Everyone's um, afraid of. Yeah, but with, like, a heart of gold. Yeah. Anyway, she's cool. So she stomps on the, the recorder. So Finster, um, I mean, Randall, like, weasels on back to Miss Finster, and she's like, give me your report. Miss Finster's scary. Freeze, Mr. Oh, my God, yeah, she's terrifying. I, oh, my gosh, I don't even know. She's like the uh, principal in uh, Matilda, locks kids in the closet and smokes them out. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my God. My biggest fear as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily that never happened. But oh um, yeah, no, she's. It happened at our school, just not to us. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. He's joking. 
Um, fucking chair. <laughs> anyway, um, so basically, like, uh, Miss Finster, she's just a lunch lady, by the way. She's not the principal, yeah, but anyway, yeah, no, she's like scary. She's she rolls with an iron fist and she's like, Randall, what do you have for me? What have you got for me today, Randall? And he basically gives her some like crappy intel that's like, not juicy not gonna get anyone in trouble and so she's basically like hmm maybe you're no use to me anymore maybe you should consider retirement and he's like no no please no so he's like all right i gotta i gotta take matters into my own hands like recording will not suffice like let me go dig in the student files after hours so i'm mm-hmm. like what anyways he manages to like sneak in to basically the office and he's like lurking through the files to try and see something and then he stops on a file and is like oh shit <laughs> yes i have the scoop of the century so the next day he runs into spinelli and she starts like giving him shit again she's like randall like what the hell do you want like get away from me blah 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 like don't cut in line like he tries to cut in line and she's like like what's your problem like get get to the back of the line like everyone else and then he's like oh really ashley and he reveals that her name is ashley now this is some give us some context here i'm about to I'm about to. <laughs> this is some juicy tea because, piping hot tea, because the Ashleys at this school, so this school has like some crazy recess hierarchy. Like there's like King Bob. We don't see him in these episodes, <laughs> but like remember King Bob and like, yeah. yeah. So there are like these these pretty like intense rules about like the cliques and stuff like that. So there's a clique um, that's referred to as the Ashleys and they're all it's like, oh wait, how many are there? There are four girls and they're There's all named Ashley. Mm-hmm. And they're led by Ashley A. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, Spinelli is like, oh my God, no. Like no one can know my real first name because I don't want to be associated with them because they're like, you know, they're kind of like really girly girl. Like I they're guess. like the mean girls. I can't go to Taco Bell. I'm on an all carb diet. God, Karen, you are so stupid. Yeah, they're like pretty like vapid and like, self-obsessed and stuff like that and Ashley Spinelli she likes to like you know she likes to like rough house she likes to play kickball she's not really like a a girly girl per se or at all actually so you know in the 90s we would have called that a tomboy yeah I think we still we still would I don't know if that's considered acceptable I don't want to put my foot (laughs) in my mouth Okay, chill. Um, No, yeah. So she's a tomboy. She's not like down for tea parties and whatever. And so she's like, no, I don't want to like no one can know I'm an Ashley. Please. Like she uh, she says this to Randall and he's like, "Okay, well, you know, if you don't want anyone to know you're an Ashley, then basically you have to do my homework for the year. And he starts like blackmailing her basically and like listing off all the things he wants her to like do for him, which is so gross. Like that's what I'm saying. He's like future neckbeard, like creepy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, real piece of shit. Yeah. And so. So she, at first, she's like, okay, I'll do your homework. But then after a while, she's like, you know what? No, fuck you. And so she starts, like, beating him up. And then he, like, manages to kind of scoot out from from under her. And it's like, you're going to regret this, Ashley Spinelli. And then everyone <gasps> stops. Yeah, everyone stops and is like, what? Because <laughs> like, she's the exact opposite of what an Ashley is. Yeah. So everyone you know? is like, shh. 
shook to say the mm. least and then they all start laughing at her and she like runs away in shame she's like no anyways so her friends are like comforting her and they're like don't worry about it like the ashley's would never let you join their group anyways like they all hate you it's like don't worry about it you're you're good to go and she's like oh you're right guys like nothing the ashley's can't touch me whatever But meanwhile, the Ashleys are like in this meeting and they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? This girl's going to ruin the Ashley name. We need to, we need to fix it. So we need to get her into our club and we need to change her into the model Ashley. Like we all are. (laughs) What do they say? They're like, she doesn't even lose her hair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like that's such like a nineties, like, oh my God, she doesn't put mousse in her hair. (laughs) Anyways. Um, so Ashley A goes up with like the rest of her clique and they're like, okay, Ashley Spinelli, you are invited to join the Ashleys. And then Spinelli's like, no, but then they're like, you have to, it's playground law. And then Gretchen, Gretchen, like the girl who is like, you know, she's like the science queen and she is like super smart. She knows all she knows everything about everything. She's like, actually, like, unfortunately, they're right. It says so in like playground constitution. If a, if a group uh, invites you into their club or like if an Ashley invites you into the club, then you have no choice but to accept, which, okay. <laughs> totally unethical. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Ugh. anyway, it's pretty culty, the cult of Ashley. Anyway, so they're <laughs> like, all right, come into our club. So then they like bring her into because their club was like a pile of tires. Well, that's what it looked like from the outside. Like it looks like a pile of tires. And she's like, mm, this is gross. But then they're like, no, no, no. Come here. So they go down the slide to the underground and it's like the dopest clubhouse ever. It's so nice. I'm like, what? But they're all rich too, right? So they've got like salon chairs and yeah, they're getting manicures in there. Exactly. It's like decked out to the nines. It's like a salon spa like lounge. Anyway, so they basically take her and transform her against her will into an Ashley. Um, so they put her in this like kind of like twin set skirt blazer hat situation and they like (laughs) anyways and so they make her like do all these kind of like trials of like earning her right to become an ashley or whatever like getting them all like diet sodas and whatever and i don't know anyway so but she's like hating it she's so miserable because she's not being her true self Mm -hmm. so she's just like oh my god i don't want to be an ashley like please let me leave like and She's really discouraged, but the only way that she can leave the Ashleys is if they unanimously decide to vote her out, basically, mm-hmm. as per playground law. And none <laughs> of them are going to let Spinelli out. They love torturing her. Yeah, they loved like having their little lackey, but also they want to protect the Ashley name, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which anyway. So then um, TJ, the leader of the pack, TJ Detweiler is like, Okay, guys, I've got an idea. So he goes to see Hustler Kid because that's literally okay, his, his name. name. His name is Hustler yeah, Kid. Yeah, I was Hustler remembering kid. that correctly, right? Yeah. So <laughs> they're like, he he's talking to him, and then Hustler Kid like kind of opens his jacket, and because he's always like he's always like opening his jacket, and he's got like exactly what you need. <laughs> Oh my god, it's hilarious. So he's like, all right, I got what you need, like social security, library card, student ID, blah blah blah. Like, <laughs> so they're like. They don't really say what they're getting up to just yet, but anyways. So meanwhile, we flash back to the clubhouse, 
And then Gretchen just comes like flying down the slide and she's like, hello, I'd like to join the Ashleys, please. And they're like, you're not an Ashley. And she's like, yes, I am. Look, I have all my IDs and all her IDs, these like fake IDs that they bought um, to say that her name is Ashley Grundler. And so Ashley Spinelli, as an Ashley, has the right to invite Gretchen and no one can say anything. Like, and Gretchen has to join, basically. Mm-hmm. So Gretchen like gives Spinelli a wink and is like, invite me to join. Like, I got you. And so Spinelli is like, okay, yeah, I, Ashley S, invite you, Ashley G, to join the Ashleys. And then they're all kind of like, oh, no, we don't want her in. But they're like, okay, fine. You know what? Like, we'll deal with it. But then <laughs> all the other kids in the gang start coming down the slide. There's TJ, Vince, Gus, Mikey. They're all like, our name's Ashley too. And so then all these kids, like the, the, the monkey bar girl, the swinger girl, the digger kids, like they all pop up from like various places and they're like, our name's Ashley too. And then the Ashleys are losing it. They're like, oh no. Spinelli's just like, I invite you. I invite you. I invite you. (laughs) And they're like, oh my God, stop, stop it. Like we don't want all these people in our Ashley clique. (laughs) And so then TJ's basically like, well, okay, we'll leave if you let Ashley Spinelli leave. And so they're like, fine, take her, get out. So... Basically, they saved the day. Spinelli's free to go, free to return to her true self. I love this moment at the end, too. I was like, yes. Um, So she climbs out of the thing, and then uh, Randall's still trying to be like, Ashley Spinelli, just be like a little dweeb. And she takes the bow. She, like, rips the bow off her hat, throws it to the ground, and just, like, stomps on it. And then Randall's face is like, oh, shit. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, I'm going to give you to the count of 10. One, two, two ten. ten. <laughs> <laughs> and like bolts after him and he's like, ah! whatever. He gets whatever he deserves because he's oh a little turd. Yeah. Anyways. So. Gus kills me when he pops into the little clubhouse. Yeah. They're like, there are no boys allowed. And he's like, come on, this is the 90s. <laughs> I, know, I, was like, yes. I just lost it. <laughs> I feel like uh, I, I really identify with Gus. Oh my god, like, Gus is hilarious. I love Gus. I really and the second episode we'll talk about, I was like, oh my god, Gus is me. <laughs> <laughs> but also, okay, um, so that was basically what happened in this episode, but I thought it was funny too, because I was noticing all these little like Oh, hi Morty. <laughs> Sorry, he oh, just same popped. thing. My cat just like he, he is just, up like, in my bust, business right he now. He just I'm busted to through this. the door and he's like, Hey mommy. Okay, wait one second. Um right. he was like there's all these like little like movie references within that episode. So when they invite Ashley Spinelli into the group, they're like, one of us, one of us, like in Freaks. And I was like, haha, that's funny. But then they're like trying to brainwash her and they pull some like clockwork orange shit on her and they like tape oh her God, eyes yeah. open and are like showing her all these like clips of like girly things that they like to do. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> that's what made the episode for me was all those subtle little references. Yeah, I, I, I like, like uh, stuff like that. So, and I, I like it because I probably like when I was little watching it for the first time, I didn't notice stuff like that because it's like pretty subtle. And I obviously like hadn't seen either of those movies, thank God, mm-hmm. as a child. <laughs> what kind of childhood would we have had but um yeah so it was just fun to kind of like look back and see these little like details that they slip in every now and then i Mm -hmm. like it 
and more on this thing too it's like it kind of speaks more to like uh how hostile a playground environment can be yeah. for some kids you know where it's like uh, Spinelli has her identity she is who she is and she knows who she is she's this rough and t- tough girl who likes to you know get in fights and play sports and she doesn't you know fit in with this Ashley clique but they force her to and they make her change who she is mm-hmm. and she struggles with it yeah. and that's something you know today more than ever where the whole like gender identity is changing you know how we mm-hmm. understand that that's all changing and evolving yeah and you know, so it's 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 one. It's important to understand that it's not easy for kids to you know figure out who they are and. Uh, yeah, it's rough. Like you know, when you're a kid too. What I like about recess is I find it really portrays well the whole like when you're a kid, these like small dumb things seem so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So you know, some like. I look back all the time and we've got younger cousins who are going through the same things we went through and and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I look at it and I'm like, that's not a big deal. But then I think, but no, when I went through that, that was a huge deal yeah. for me. That was the end of the world. No, and I exactly. can't really think of anything, but you know, you disappoint your parents for some stupid thing. Like you didn't do an assignment or you failed something and you're like, oh, I'm a terrible kid. Oh my God. Woe is me. Life is over. Mm-hmm. Or you, you embarrass yourself. Well, you know what? Nobody really cares when you embarrass yourself. They forget about it and, and you carry on with life and that shit doesn't matter. But to a kid, that's everything. And you got to understand that. Yeah. And like the whole like playground hierarchy thing. I mean, most schools are probably not as like intense as this show is like, but, no, but it's just like there are like these sort of unspoken rules that like you kind of have to adhere to when you're in school if you want to sort of survive and like not mm-hmm. become like not become like a, a source, a social outcast. And you're like, you know what I mean? And so there's things that you don't want people to know or things you pretend to be to like fit in and be accepted and stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. thought that this episode kind of like, it, sh- it showed it like pretty well, I think. And like it, yeah, like just the show in general, I find it like shows well the the things that are like important as, uh, as a kid, like what's important and stuff like that. But also I really like how the group of friends, like the core group of friends, they're like the most solid friends. Mm-hmm. They always pull through in the end. They will do anything. If someone's in trouble, the rest of the gang will like do anything. And like we see this in both episodes, but I think we see this in a lot of episodes where there's like one of the group is struggling and the other people, because everyone in that friend group too, like they're pretty different, right? So like we have a Vince, very diverse group. Vince who's like the sports guy. TJ is just like the cool kid leader. Gretchen mm-hmm. is the smart girl. Spinelli's the tough girl. Mikey's the sensitive poet. And then there's just like good old Gus. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> good old Gus. <laughs> I mean, Gus is like a sweetie pie, and he's just trying to like. He's a new kid. He moves around a lot. He's got a military family, you know, like. Yeah. He's and just he's, he's, yeah. he's shy. Yeah. He, he, and uh he's smaller too you know so he's he's one of those kids where he's got a huge heart but you know sometimes he he he'll come off as like a weakling but then he pulls through and he overcomes that adversity in the end you know yeah so it's just like i just like how it was such a like diverse group of friends but they always like their friendship is the most important thing no matter what anyone's going through they're gonna figure it out and they're gonna help them it's like that's really Mm -hmm. nice because sometimes sometimes kids are mean <laughs> yeah. You know, really like sometimes kids are just little brats and like they're just Ugh. not nice. Yeah. And like it's just nice to have this like good kind of just like this pure like friendship. Mm-hmm. Sort of just constantly like pulling through and like 
saving the day and if they have fights or whatever it's like it doesn't matter because at the end of the day we're friends and we're gonna figure it out and i'm like oh that's good mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the kind of friends you everyone hopes to have but exactly anyway yeah so that's kind of my thoughts on this episode i like it it's- it was a great episode. I, yeah. I, I I watched it and I had some real laughs. I, yeah. The references were on <laughs> point. Oh my god! I lost it when he said that. I was like, ah. Good old Gus. Oh, he's the best. Uh, speaking of right. good old Gus, let's carry on with my episode. Segway. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Crap, I don't remember what mine's called. Uh, it's, it's probably bachelor, called Operation... No, 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 it's called Bachelor Gus. <laughs> bachelor Gus, right. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So um, so this whole episode starts and it's uh, Gus is at home and he's just chilling in his bedroom and he's building a uh, B-52 bomber, or not a B-52 bomber, stealth bomber of sorts, whatever lettering and numbering that involves. I'm sorry, I should know this. Mm, uh, anyways, how dare you? He's working on a very intricate model and he's about to put the last piece into it Mm -hmm. when he overhears his parents talking and they're saying oh we're gonna surprise Gus he doesn't know yet blah 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 so now Gus is already you can see he's getting anxious he's like a picture of anxiety right now because his parents are talking about operation relocation Mm. so he overhears his parents talking about operation relocation and so Gus has been to 12 schools in six years so what does he think that means he thinks he's moving yeah so the next day on the playground he's talking to the crew and he's like guys I'm moving. It's definite. It's happening. I'm sick of it. I don't want to do it. You know what? Fuck it. I'm running away from home. So that night, uh, or the next day, uh, they get to school and Gus isn't in class or whatever, and, or they can't find Gus on the playground. Vince comes up. He's like, guys, you got to check this out. Brings him over to the jungle gym, which is like an awesome jungle gym. This, yeah. this is uh, oh this to, to rival any McDonald's play palace. Okay. <laughs> And uh, yeah. Gus is just chilling in there with all his things packed in bags. And he's like, guys, welcome to my new pad. <laughs> so they're like, oh, my God, Gus, what are you doing? He's like, I'm sick. I, I'm sick of it. I can't move anymore. I'm going to stay here. I'm, I ran away from home. I'm going to live here in the playground. Mm-hmm. I've got you guys. I'm right near school. It's fine. It'll work out. It'll be great. So they're all in class. And Gus is like, I'm going to stay and work on my pad. They see him struggling. He's busting his finger with a nail and hammer and <laughs> he's trying to hang things up with scotch tape and it's not working. So they're like, guys, let's go. They all go out and they help him. Another example of this perfect friendship. They're like, you know what? This is a crazy idea. They all kind of told him he was they're a little like, crazy for it. They're like, doing? Jesus. But they're like, you know what? We're going to support him. Yeah. So they go out and they're like, we need to do this. We need to do that. TJ's like, we need electricity. So they run an extension cord from Ms. Grotke's class all the way to the to the jungle gym and they get a light going and then all of a sudden the Ashleys show up and they're like, oh, we're going to tell Miss Finster what you're doing. TJ pulls another fast one. He's like, actually, ladies, we were thinking you could decorate the place and like them being these decorative, like artistic, creative, like girl types they they're like oh my god yes oh my girl god types. we're gonna paint this well you know they're sort of portrayed in a stereotypical yeah, 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 no. way they're like oh my god step aside bitches it's time for us to do our thing exactly so they end up turning this into like a rival to the ashley's clubhouse yeah this is the pretty cool the other sickest pad on the playground yeah 
They've got, you know, lounge area. Gus is wearing his fucking silk house coat. He's I got know. shades on. <laughs> he's got, he looks like Austin Powers, a straight yeah. up pimp. Smashing baby. He's got all the ladies all over him. He's like, oh my God, Ashley's, you've never spoken to me before. They're like, that's because you never had your own place. Yeah, that <laughs> was like, like oh ew. my God. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, yeah. the streetlights come on. So mm. everyone's like, oh, time to go. For those of you who weren't around, uh, before the internet, when the streetlights came on, that's when you went home. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Your parents didn't text you. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, everybody bails. TJ's like, yeah, well, you know, the rules are rules. I got to go home to my parents now. Mm-hmm. TJ's at home. He's just chilling. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do, I'm going to read a page of comic books and do a page of math. Page of comic, page of math. Phone rings. His mom picks wait, up wait, the wait. phone. No. What? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, but before that, though, we like flash back to Gus and mm-hmm. he's like all by himself. He's kind of like, oh my God, everyone's actually leaving. Yeah. Okay, shit, I'm but, by myself thi- right now. And the thing with that, too, is like now that he's alone, mm-hmm. he's realizing, oh, I don't have the support of my parents. I don't have the protection that most kids have. I don't have shelter. It's cold, it's windy. Janitor comes by, flicks off all the power breakers. He loses all of his lights. It's dark. It's scary. He's like running around, losing his mind. Now it flashes to TJ. Yeah. And the phone rings. His mom picks up the phone. It's Gus's mom. She's worried sick. Gus hasn't come home yet. Mm. TJ hears this and you can see it in his face. He's like, oh, no. Yeah. His mom's like, like, oh, no, don't cry. I'm sure he's fine. So TJ's like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. So cut back to Gus. He's like, no, fuck, I got to get home. I got to get home. He's running away. There's, He's running into different parts of the playground and they're turning into scary shadow monsters. Yeah. It made me sad when he's like, I'm going to die and my parents won't even know I love them. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then, yeah, he runs off and he's it's pitch black. He doesn't know where he's going. And he runs into a giant monster. All of a sudden, light turns on. It's his dad. And his dad's like a general in the military. Yeah. He's like, oh, private, I've been looking everywhere for you. Yeah. God damn it! Where have you been, son? He's like, I, like, had, you, the most I ab- had you listed as missing in action. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, Gus is like always in military drab and, yeah. and whatever. He's all yeah. He's always switched on. He's always disciplined and he's whatever. He's like buzz cut, khaki green outfit. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So like his parents show up and. You know, he's saying like, ah, son, you're the most important soldier in this man's army. (laughs) Gives him a hug. And he's like, well, how'd you guys find me? And he's just like, well, you got yourself one good platoon leader. So we don't really know what that means. All of a sudden, TJ like rolls up on his bike. Yeah. So another moment of like perfect friendship. They always got each other's back. I got a little choked up on this. Yeah, me too. But before that, though, it's you have to like specify Operation Relocation was not moving. of course. They were just going to move him bedrooms. They were going to move him into a bigger bedroom. So this is like... That was the surprise. All good for Gus. It's a good surprise. Yeah. Yeah, and they're explaining too. And I also thought this was a nice thing where he said, we would never tell you, or you would always be the first to know if we we were going to move. We'd always ask you first. And I'm like, that's important. Yeah. You know, I mean, we moved because of the military and we we were too young for it to even matter. Uh, but you know, and I, I think that our parents would totally talk to us about it, but it's just one of those things where it's like, well, you're uprooting your kids' lives too. Yeah. And yes, it's, it's a career move and you're probably going to have to do it regardless of what the kids think, mm-hmm. but it's something that a kid should be involved with and you should try and make them understand what's yeah. going on. No. You know? Yeah. Cause you, yeah. Cause it's still loss for a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and especially in the nineties 
or in the early 2000s where you didn't have cell phones? Yeah, keeping in touch. Like um, at the beginning of the episode, uh, Mikey is like so, so sad because he's like, he's never going to see Gus again. And they're like, no, we will see Gus. And then Gretchen like does this like calculation of I don't know what, but she's like, no, like when a, when a kid moves schools, like the chances of seeing him greatly diminish. Like they're very low, the odds of like running into him again kind of thing. So everyone's like, she's fuck. Like, but there is a 2% margin of error. And they're like, ah. <laughs> yeah. So the whole school school is lining up in mourning they're like because they're they're losing somebody yeah that's that's what i mean like it's it's like a loss you have an entire network of friends that you are potentially never going to see again and sometimes you don't even know what that means i don't want to flip the script here to get all dark but i recently found out that one of my best friends from high school killed himself and the thing is you know what i struggle with is that you know we just went our separate ways after high school, nothing bad happened, but this is the perfect example of we didn't have cell phones. Facebook wasn't a big deal. He didn't have a Facebook when we left school. We just, we didn't talk anymore. And all of a sudden I find out that his life wasn't going too well and that, you know, he's no longer around. And it's weird because even months before I was talking to another old high school friend saying, we got to get the guys together for your wedding. We haven't seen so-and-so and this guy and that guy. And all of a sudden it's like, that group is no longer the same, mm. you know? So it's, it's important to, you know, that's why I got upset or not upset, but I got choked up at the end when, you know, you see TJ roll up on his bicycle. It's like, you know, these friends got each other's backs and that's an important thing to have. You don't understand and you might look at kids who are freaking out over these silly situations, but it's everything to them and they don't, and they don't have real life experience to know that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And so... It's important to uh, care for your friends and make sure they know you care. And I wish I could have uh, reached out to my friend sooner to to let him know that I was thinking about him. Unfortunately, that wasn't in the cards. Mm. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to let that, you know, disturb me. It, it, it definitely bothers me right now, but I'm going to have to like move on from that. And it's not my responsibility either. But still, it's it's tough to hear. You know, he was one of my best friends and, uh, sorry to get dark, but I, you know, that's just where we're talking about friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that's one of the big things about recess. Yeah. Is it's the tightest group of friends you'd ever see and they got each other's backs. So that's, you know, always have your, each other's backs and love each other. And if you're struggling, like put the link to suicide prevention helpline in the episode guide. Mm-hmm. You got to reach out to somebody. If you're ever struggling, don't deal with your stuff on your own. Reach out. And even if you don't have friends, there are resources for you like the suicide helpline. Mm -hmm. But you know what? You think you don't have friends? I guarantee there's somebody that you know personally that would love to hear from you in that sort of situation. Mm -hmm. I'd love to help out. You're never really alone. Yeah. Important to remember. Sorry for getting emotional. No. It's, it's okay. real life. It's yeah. real life, you know? Uh, yeah. But Recess was one of the best shows on the Family Channel, in my in my opinion. Yeah. My humble opinion. It's a good show. Because, um, yeah, I feel like it, it just deals with, like, a lot of these issues in a way that's very palatable for children. Yeah. And it's like we, we go through a lot of these sort of little situations, and it's fun to, to see how... Uh, exciting it gets on the show and you you almost translate that back to your life i remember there were other shows too like fillmore oh, fillmore yeah. was the show where they were like oh uh, 
hall monitors, but they were like rough and tough New York City cops keeping this, keeping the hallways clean. And it was hardcore. And I went with my buddy who I just spoke about him and I went to the principal or was it someone else? It was me or it was him or one other guy. We went to the principal and we said, we want to start like a police force. We're going to, you know, we're going to let you know what's going (laughs) down. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) But we were like, we can be Fillmore. We're going to be these, you know, later on we realized, oh my God, we don't, we're not going to be these narcs. Like what? (laughs) But, you know, uh, oh yeah, God. but you, you translate this this sort of stuff into your own childhood, which is why carto- these cartoons are so fun for kids and relatable. Yeah, no, it's really good. I like it a lot. I like Gus a lot too. I relate to him. Oh my God, I'm still scared to go out in the dark by myself. Like I won't, mar- <laughs> I won't walk Morty by myself after like 9 p.m. I'm like, no. <laughs> Stick to the busy but, streets. Um, mean streets of montreal no it's it's pretty hey you you laugh our friend alex was mugged one morning after closing five guys yeah that was downtown though yeah my like my neighborhood's pretty relaxed but i mean still your neighborhood all the criminals live there so they're not (laughs) they're not bugging anybody there (laughs) (laughs) they're just they're just finishing up work yeah (laughs) they're they're coming home from a busy day stealing no no really it's it's not it's like families and students yeah (laughs) but anyways um i was gonna say something oh yeah something too that like uh i was reminded of like i love the friendship we don't see it like too much i see it more in other episodes but i love the friendship specifically between mikey and gus Mm -hmm. because it's really like mikey's like this this big guy but he's so sweet and sensitive and he loves poetry and he always speaks in like this beautiful like poetic way and it kind of like doesn't match his like and he does ballet we see that in like another episode and also when he sings he sings like a true crooner he's got like a beautiful singing voice he's just this like beautiful artistic soul and oh my god he just you know it's like it's nice to see him just like free to like live his life and like be be this kind of like person sort of like unashamed and just truly Mm mm-hmm Living and his, no one gives him a hard no, time. No, exactly. For it. And like his, him and like Gus, Gus is sort of like his little buddy, and like Gus is sensitive too, and like kind of a different way. And they're just like really like there for each other, and like they just have the cool a cool thing. I'm oh, sorry, go, mm-hmm. continue. Well, I was gonna say they just have this like nice like it's look at it's nice to see these like examples of like male friendships specifically that are not like fueled by like mm-hmm. competition or like macho or whatever. They're both just these like two nice sensitive guys who like really care for each other and they're like not ashamed about it, you know? Yeah, and they're sort of like opposites attract in a way, like mm-hmm. or maybe not, yeah. but like Mikey's a big guy, Gus is a little guy. Mikey's very sensitive, but Gus tries to be more tough even though he's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like they're they're they almost have traits that you would expect the big guy to be tough and big, mm. but, and and the small guy to be more artistic and poetic, or, or or vice versa. I don't know. Just yeah, I guess like stereotypically, you would but I you find, wouldn't think of Mikey to be like of a sensitive guy just visually, but that's yeah. that's what I find like nice. But the thing the thing I'm sort of getting at is if you look at all the characters in the show, mm-hmm. how weird some of them get. There's that Buddhist kid with the shirt on his head. There's the the king of the playground. You got the Ashleys. You got the diggers, these mole kids that just dig in they dirt They literally all day. look like moles. <laughs> you know, and nobody gets, I, I can't think of anybody ever getting a hard time for being themselves. You know what I mean? Except for Randall, but Randall's outwardly negative towards everybody yeah, on the Randall's playground with his like, snitch behavior. Yeah. That's just like 
bad for relationships. You know, you're never mm-hmm. going to make friends that way. Yeah. So people are hard on him, but everybody else is kind of generally well accepted amongst everyone. Yeah. I mean, like, like, for example, in the Ashley episode, people all laugh at her when they find out she's an Ashley. And there are like those instances of like people being like ridiculed for certain things. But at the same time, no one's going to be like. I don't know. I mean, like on the whole, like no one's really given that tough of a time for like being who they are, which is nice to see as well. Exactly. Because like Ashley Spinelli has no problem being Spinelli. Mm -hmm. And that sort of falls outside of the norms of what a girl would be considered, you know, at at that time. Speaking of stereotypes and generalizations. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the same thing with Mikey. You know what I mean? But they're all comfortable being who they are. Mm -hmm. And their friends like accept and encourage them to like exactly be who they are which is it's just nice like wasn't there an episode where mikey wanted to get into singing and he was a bit shy about it uh, but then they just pushed him to do it and then they're like oh my god this guy sounds like frank sinatra but didn't that all come from an episode where he remember. was uncomfortable do, to sing in front of the group uh i'm not sure if that but i do remember one episode between it was um with mikey and spinelli where like her parents make her go to ballet class and at first she like is hating right. it and mikey's in ballet class but he's sad because no one wants to dance with him because like he because of like how like his size and stuff and like the, all the girls are like worried that he's gonna like step on their feet but so he's then, so graceful yeah but then they they find that the key he basically is like Spinelli will dance with her combat boots on so it's like this nice like fusion of like like feminine and masculine energies from both of them like Mikey being like able to express himself through dance and then Spinelli like getting in touch with her feminine side but still maintaining her kind of tough edge Mm -hmm. which I find really nice too it's like these these kind of like subtle things where they're like kind of the show always just comes back to like just be who you want to be and like don't be afraid and your friends are going to love you no matter what exactly like your true friends mm-hmm. yeah yeah well i think that's a good note to wrap it up yeah oh we got dark we got deep we got funny mm. this was a good app <laughs> good app but yeah i mean i would definitely recommend going to watch recess and i would show it to like my nephew when he like oh is God. old enough to understand I'd show it to some friends at work and be like, oh my God, look at this reference, how clever that is. There's certain things in there for everyone. No, it's fun for all ages. It still holds up well today. Like I would say like 95% still holds up well today. I didn't see too much in either of these episodes that I found to be like problematic per se. Mm. Uh, I'm sure there's probably like a few little things that are just like markers of the time for what people consider to be. A lot of stereotypes like the Ashleys are portrayed as super girly, mm-hmm. but I mean, those people still exist today. Yeah. It's just that, you know, now people are straying from, it used to be just like kind of girly girl yeah. and boy, you know, now it's. The lines are like blurred a bit more. Exactly. There's a bigger spectrum. Yeah. But there are still like always, as much as for the most part, the, the people are like in their stereotypes as well. Like there are like, I feel like there are episodes where you see like different sides to different characters that you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it exactly. is a kid show. It's just like a 10 minute episodes, but there are, you know, they, they let you kind of see the different sides to people and let you know that people are not just like specifically one thing all the time, mm-hmm. which is nice. So I like yeah. it. Definitely watch it. Yeah. If you Love haven't, recess. if you're like a young kid that didn't grow up with it, if you're like born in the two thousands, revisit it. You'll like it. Yeah. I was talking <laughs> to a, a friend recently and I was, I was explaining, we started this podcast and she was saying, oh, my God, you got to do recess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, no, pe- a there's one. a lot of people that like this show. It's definitely a good one. It holds up. Yeah. Well, alrighty then. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in, y'all. 
Thanks for tuning in to Tune Time. Bye. Bye. What are we going to do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world.